we can just use that as an excuse why we won't approve anything for FDA approval for, for hemp derived CBD companies because we already approved it for a pharmaceutical company. Therefore, that just supersedes everything else and we could never approve it for anything else. So that's one of the stances that they're taking, which is not, uh, uh, not going to hold water. Uh, again, because the, the, these, we're talking about a pharmaceutical, we're talking about natural supplements, and we're talking about food. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, after all the hiatus and the wild, you know, flights and private planes and aligning with influencers and Napoleon Hill and Russell Brunson and all that great stuff, I hope you got a chance to listen to those episodes because that has been our uh, a tangent that we've taken, and we've taken a couple of different tangents. Uh, over the past uh, 12 to 18 months since all this world shifted and all this new virtual uh, real estate, if you will, has opened up to uh, get our message out there through other platforms and influencers and people that can carry our message to their millions of followers. And so that's, that's the connection here with the Miracle Plan. Today, we're going to discuss 2023. We're almost at the end of the year here, and there's been a lot of exciting developments um, in 2022. We're going to reflect a little bit on what happened in 2022 for this miracle plant, and then we're also going to you know, project what we think uh, 2023 will bring with this miracle plant. So uh, we have Dan Humiston co-hosting and producer through PodCon X of the Miracle Plant Podcast on, and as well as my mom, the head of research for 101cbd.org. And uh, welcome back, you two. I know we've, I've been sending in some really cool insider things, but there's been a lot of, um, you know, non-live video, non-live podcasts. So welcome back to the show, you two. Thanks. It's good to be back with everybody. A lot going on in the industry, both the, both the hemp side and the uh, marijuana side. Exactly. Well, I know I, I kind of want to, I'll let you say hi there too, Janet, moms. Uh, yes, it's exciting to be back and nothing to me is more important than kind of figuring out where we're going with this miracle plant. We see the miracles, but we need to understand the industry better to see where it's going. So it's a great topic to be discussing. Absolutely. Well, and I, I wanted to start with Dan because I know he just got back from MJ Viz, which is the largest cannabis uh, related expo uh, of the year, or at least, you know, top two. And uh, actually, we went a few years back with, uh, you know, Bob Hoban and the Golden Key event, which was a lot of fun. We got to hang out with a lot of cool people. And uh, but I didn't go this year, uh, but I wanted to hear, you know, what number one, how was MJ Biz? What were some of the new trends and things that you were seeing? And then I'll, I'll have a follow up question for you, you know, as being the uh, CEO and founder of PodCon X. So how was MJ Biz and, and what are you seeing? What are you what, what's the latest? Well, I mean, I'll say f- just give you a quick stats on MJ Biz to start off with. It was enormous. I mean, it was two floors. They moved into a different section of the Las Vegas Convention Center. And so we had two floors filled end to end. They, I think they told me there were over 1,400 exhibitors there, 1,400 exhibitors, and close to 35,000 people were there. The 
energy was much better than I've seen in the past in, in recent months. Everybody seemed optimistic. There was a really upbeat feel throughout the entire um, venue, and we we uh, had we rented out the podcast row, and so we were producing everybody, uh, all of the people on our networks podcast and recording them and all the guests that were being interviewed and there were a lot of them same thing a lot of positive energy a lot of optimism which is good because you know with the economy and the war and inflation and so much other stuff out there and coming out of covid you can't help but get a little bit down and I think that it was nice to, or at least for me, it was nice to see this optimism and positive energy. And I, I, you, you, you it just, I think it feels good going into 2023 if we can maintain this momentum. Well, that's great to hear. I mean, I, uh, I didn't make this year's trip, and I know there's just there's there there have been some some highs and, and maybe some lows. Uh, over the past few years in the cannabis industry on both sides uh, of the plant, if you will. I mean, there's the, you know, the legal definition is marijuana or, you know, high THC cannabis. And then there's obviously the hemp and the CBD and the cannabinoids and uh, the fiber um, coming from hemp and all of those kinds of things. And there's been, there were some ups and some downs, um, you know, looking back, uh, a lot of the numbers that we've seen um, that there was definitely you know, we still have to remember that we went from illegal to essential, you know, and that was uh, really kind of a landmark moment when they were shutting businesses down and deeming who was essential and staying open. And, and uh, you know, they, I think they tried to shut down some dispensaries up in San Francisco, in Northern California, and uh, they had fought and pushed back and then they deemed them essential and kept them open in the beginning and that was just such a, a, a shift, a paradigm shift in uh, what this plant can do to help people for being, being deemed essential to stay open. And, uh, but that's great to hear that uh, MJ Biz was so um, positive and optimistic because I know there's, there, with any new emerging industry, there's gonna be like a, a, you know, a rocket ship and then there's gonna be um, you know, a, definitely a flattening out but with COVID and, and all the changes and everything, you know, there definitely was a massive curveball for all of us. So I know there's a lots of, con, con, you know, consolation, or not, what's the word I'm looking for? Con, you know, when you're um, bringing companies together, you're um, not consoling them, but you're- Consolidation. Consolidation, there's, there's the word <laughs> on here. And so, you know, I know that there was a lot of that that goes on, but, uh, but that's great to hear. I love to hear the optimism and the and the positivity. So, any other kind of trends or things that you were picking up on? A lot um, of walking the floor. A lot of new products. A lot of new products. We saw this really neat neat product. Um, we we were actually trying to talk to them about maybe becoming an advertiser to, on our network. It's um, it, it kind of looks like a CPAP. You know, like the thing that people use to sleep at night. And you, it's a mask and you use it when you, if you're traveling and you're in a hotel and you don't want to get a fine for uh, smoking in your room, uh, you, <laughs> this, this, this goes there. And, or you can use it anywhere if you don't want the, the odor in your house or in your car or in your, 
but I would I I thought it would be great for for people that are traveling and they you know because you don't want to there's a fine force and, and and I think the fine is more just set up as for tobacco smoking. Same thing applies if you're smoke if you're smoking even if you're smoking hemp, but this is a kind of cool device. It goes right over your face and. So we laughed about it for a while, but there were a lot of other just really um, innovative, creative, which is the best part about this industry is if you can't sit still because there are so many good inventions coming out every day um, that, you know, people would have never thought of before. And uh, the floor was just filled with them. That's awesome. Did you have something to say there, Janet? Uh, Not too much on that. Just interesting I like that idea. Um, if you're desperate to smoke somewhere, that you can now put a mask on and keep the smoke, I guess, inside somewhere. And maybe maybe they filter it. Uh, that's interesting with new products. So I assume at that bizj.com, it's usually all about marijuana, not too much about hemp. Or am I wrong on that? It was predominantly from the THC side. Predominantly, you know, whether it's cultivation, distribution, retail. There were different sections within the venue. Uh, where each of those were housed. So you, when you got, if there was something that you were looking for, you could sort of stay within this section within the venue. I don't recall seeing one that said hemp, but I, again, I didn't get a chance to get everywhere. We were really busy with interviews. I know when we went to MJ Biz, like Justin mentioned, we actually ended up getting invited to this exclusive Golden Key Club that was held away from the main event. And it was a combination there of hemp and uh, marijuana uh, vendors, but there was quite a few of the hemp crowd was there. And so I wondered if that was just a little offshoot that we had, or if there was actually, if it was actually part of the of the agenda. Well, I know, like, there's been, you know, and that was I kind of alluded to that a little bit earlier that, you know, the for as overall positive, I would say, going from illegal to essential with dispensaries and the dispensary sales numbers going up, uh, especially in the beginning uh, of, of 2022. Um, you know, overall, uh, I would say that that um, us shifting to this more online world and uh, access to the plant, that it's been a net positive. Unfortunately, for cannabis or for hemp and CBD, the cannabinoids, I would say it was an overall negative. Um, and the main reason why is that it is darn hard to advertise uh, CBD products on the internet. Uh, you basically have to um, either become uh, a digital marketing expert in a, in a niche industry that's restricted on most of the major platforms or hire a digital marketing agency that's actually good, that actually knows what they're doing, that actually has experience with it, uh, that won't rob you blind. And if you can do one of those two things, which we were able to do the former and it became digital marketing experts, then yes, you can sell your products through traditional methods and paid advertising. Um, but it's it, when we were, like we've, I've said before many times, 17% of the Americans bought primarily online. And that was what we're all doing right now, right? Ordering groceries online was not, uh, was not, was not popular. It was not something that people did on a regular basis. But now you think about like, that's what, that is what's popular. That is what the majority is. So when we've all been conditioned to buy, yeah. buy online first, you know, especially when we're talking about even like Black Friday and, 
and Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday, which is coming up, uh, you know, we've, we've really been conditioned to buy online first. Well, if you're trying to buy CBD products online, it is very challenging uh, to do that uh, unless you've got, like I said, very deep pockets um, to, to jump through all the hoops and do all the things that you have to do to sell your products online. So I would say overall, um, the CBD, hemp-derived CBD business, it was a net negative. Um, you know, I work with a lot of different uh, professionals in the industry, uh, whether it's accountants or lawyers and things like that. And, and boy, I tell you what, the, that number is, that the, the number has probably shrunk about 80% of what we've seen is the number of businesses in the CBD. So I'm not surprised that you didn't see many CBD or hemp-based companies at MJ Biz because the CBD uh, in and of itself um, is, is kind of, it's, it, it, it transitioned. And what did it transition into? What's the next cool thing? Obviously our products that we make are whole plant and great for the raw and their CBDA and they're great for pain, stress and, and sleep and other health ailments, but they shifted. We, a lot of us thought it was going to go to CBG. Well, that kind of just dissipated pretty quick. Um, we knew CBG was never going to be CBD, but what happened next, no one could have predicted. And that was Delta eight. THC Delta 8. And so in so many of the states where it is illegal to even have, uh, they have no access to uh, medical marijuana, um, the Delta 8 became a very popular uh, product. And you take a hemp-derived CBD, and because the laws were so loosely written, um, there it was just gray area. No one knew what Delta 8 was, uh, especially not government. And so uh, people started selling Delta-8 by taking hemp-derived CBD isolate, putting in a little citric acid and adding a little uh, chemistry set. And lo and behold, you've turned a, a legal hemp-derived uh, hemp CBD into a uh, intoxicating, psychotropic, psychoactive um, formula, formulation of what's called THC Delta-8, which is basically they kind of say it's like THC uh, Delta-9 light. Uh, if you will, so maybe half the buzz, and so that is what that was. That was the next. That was a huge, and it still is a, a big thing. There, many states are cracking down on it. Um, they don't really understand it, and there's not a lot of um, regulation on how people are making it and things like that. People have hit me up, uh, you know, a few months back, but they used they would say, "Hey, where can I get some good Delta Eight? And I said, "I don't touch anything that's not whole plant. That the plant doesn't make itself." But if you want to play with the chemistry sets, I would just recommend any large um, facility that has, you know, 10,000 square feet and all the certifications, and they've been around forever. If you're going to buy uh, Delta 8, don't go cheap. Make sure you get it from a reputable uh, company. And that was never something that we were going to do with the Miracle Plant. That doesn't jive with us. Number one, we're not looking to get people high. We're looking to get them healthy. Number two, <clears throat> we're looking to use the holistic whole plant benefits of the plant in its raw form, which as Dr. Raphael Mishulam has, uh, and his research team showed that it was actually up to a thousand times better, uh, stronger, more effective than isolated cannabinoids, like we're talking about here with Delta-8. So for those that transitioned to Delta-8, that was a good move financially. Um, not on brand for us, and, and we're happy that who, who, those that uh, made money and, and, and did what they did, good for them. Overall, Delta A was probably a negative on the industry. Overall, the way that people perceived it and looked at it, because so many people when hemp was becoming legal was they were just so worried that we were just all a bunch of stoners that were just trying to figure out a way to push marijuana through. 
and Delta 8 didn't <laughs> exactly uh, prove them wrong. Uh, the next transition was um, from CBD to other cannabinoids was smokable hemp, um, which is a very hot uh, topic. Um, some of the issues is that some of the smokable hemp, like famous Amos, who's been on our podcast, he has a great product, MJ's. Um, and number one, that's not on brand for us because smoking is not necessarily a healthy thing for you to do. Um, and that's just not on brand for us. Um, but uh, you can sell whole plant or uh, hemp cigarettes. Uh, and for those that do want to smoke and, you know, use it for relaxation or, or maybe, uh, maybe there are some pain um, help or maybe some sleep help. But uh, again, that wasn't on brand for us. But many farmers switched or many, many business owners switched to that. And they made a very good living. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there's some really tough laws going on in Texas. There's a huge fight for smokable hemp in that state where Amos lives. And then California is very gray. Um, there, that's been a fight that's been on the table. Uh, I'm out here on the California Hemp Council with Patrick Goggin. And so that's, uh, we're, that's an issue that definitely goes back and forth. So those are some of that's kind of looking back on what we've seen happen throughout 2022 and, and basically kind of over overall through that since March of 2020. And so now we want to talk about, uh, well, I'll let my mom weigh in. Is there anything that you wanted to, to add as far as what you've seen over the last year or two as far as uh, the hemp or the CBD or, or all that we're doing, uh, all that you're doing, especially with the consultations? Uh, yes, it has been interesting. Going back to what you're talking about is how does the industry survive during the pandemic? And so even though we see all the time with the, our customers who are using CBDA for a variety of health issues, A, they were less likely apparent, it appeared to get COVID and they tended to get very healthy very quickly from it, including we had people with cancer in their 70s, a very high risk group who breezed through it because, and then there was research that finally showed that, that the CBDA was one of, was the strongest of all the different plants they tested to help prevent you from getting it by blocking the spike proteins. And so we had some practical experience and observations and some research coming out supporting that it was a great thing to take during, uh, during the pandemic. And anything you're smoking, by the way, during the pandemic would uh, make your lungs more susceptible little ACE receptors in there to actually getting COVID. And then actually, sorry to say, marijuana actually does lower the immune system. So actually having a lot of marijuana wasn't great during uh, the pandemic. But again, to most of that, it's not mainstream. Nobody wants to talk about that. And then the Delta 8 trend was fascinating. I was at No Coke, that's has been two years ago. And talking to all the people we've known there for years, uh, none of them wanted to touch Delta 8. It you know, new companies or desperate companies or whatever, because they said right away, don't even bring from a hemp plant. That it's just basically, because the hemp makes very tiny, tiny proportion of Delta-8. And so they basically said it's a laboratory product. You have no idea what methods they're using or what they're putting in it. And I personally, at, at, next time I went to the NOCO about a year ago, I had people coming up to me saying, I hope you don't sell Delta-8 and relating stories either they didn't get any effect from it or it was mild and then there were several people who had actually very almost hallucinogenic crazed responses to it and again that's going to depend upon who made it and what they put in it so it was a very unsafe product in general and so many states were looking at uh, outlawing it i heard a discussion i believe from north carolina where they were going to allow it to become legal so that they could use the profits for the cbd 
And so anyway, but yeah, it just kind of disrupted the industry. It was kind of a desperate attempt to make money during the pandemic. And so, I, like I say, I don't hear or see much about that anymore. Um, but it was interesting, too, the, the long term, the good guy players didn't get involved um, in the Delta 8. It was more people on the on the fringes of that. Uh, so, again, hope that, yeah, the pandemic just blew up everything. And then the other problem we've had with hemp over the years is just, you know, getting final rulings from the FDA, uh, getting supply chains set up, because when hemp was first legalized, especially after the 2018 Farm Bill, tons of people are like, oh, let's grow, let's get our licenses, let's grow. But then they didn't have anybody to sell it to after they grow it. And the people that would have bought it wholesale didn't have factories or anything to make products. And so it was just a total problem with the supply chain. And so I'm hoping in 2023, that's one of my biggest hopes, everybody's A, are dealing with some of the legalization issues more related to FDA and the pharmaceutical industry who wants to claim that they already have claimed CBD and CBDA uh, as a pharmaceutical, so therefore we can't use it for anything else. And so that's one of the biggest changes of, is the FDA finally has to come out one way or another. The very first conference I went when we started the business was already talking about it back then. And the FDA was taking comments. How many years ago was that, Justin? Seven years ago, eight years ago? Yeah, so the uh, show we went to in San Diego, it was just a long time ago. And so with the FDA kind of still over our heads and kind of always leaning toward the pharmaceutical industry, and then the pharmaceutical industry trying to take it over for any medical use or any health use, uh, that those to me are the biggest problems and then getting the supply chain. So there's a lot, for, there's a lot of good things to hope for, but yeah, we've moved on. I'm hoping luckily uh, away from um, the Delta eight, which I think could have given really a bad connotation to hemp and CBDA because it, it was not what we wanted or what it should have been. So anyway, do you want to go ahead with some predictions for 2023, Justin? Absolutely. And, you know, as far as 2023 goes, I think the biggest thing for us is it's the FDA. Um, right. You know, it, we the FDA has been holding, um, you know, their feet and holding back, making a final judgment on what they're going to do with CBD. And that confuses consumers. So it has a chilling effect on the um, the overall market for CBD. CBD is legal. Uh, technically, it's been legal since 2014. It never should have been illegal. George Washington grew hemp. Uh, the hemp was on the $10 bill. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on of the over 50,000 uses of this plant. In fact, when we ask Alexa, what's the future of hemp? What did Alexa say? I know you wrote it down. Alexa said it is the, uh, the fiber of the future and is ranked as the most sustainable fiber on the planet. And, and that actually segues perfectly into um, what my prediction is. Number one, uh, because I'm an optimistic person, sure, why not? The FDA finally gives us a clear pathway. Uh, I know Congress has been going after them pretty hot and heavy. They had another ruling come down from the FDA, which had a chilling effect on CBD uh, with the last few weeks. And uh, there's a lot of great advocates, um, you know, Patrick Goggin and, um, you know, the California Hemp Council, uh, as long as, and there's some other great guys and, and women out there as well, fighting the good fight. So, and that's how we've come as long as far as, you know, as far as we've come is because of that. And, I, and, and we can always continue to support people. Uh, and sometimes that's with boots on the ground or sometimes it's with money to help um, make sure that, because we are writing the laws right now for hemp and CBD and cannabis 
And uh, the laws that we write now are going to have a massive effect on the next 10, 20, 100 years of how this plant is consumed and the access to it. So bold prediction for 2023, you know, FDA finally makes a ruling through all the pressure from, from uh, the constituents and the Congress to finally give us a clear pathway so we can have access to this product everywhere, anywhere that we want. Uh, cannabidiols and broccoli, kale, a human body makes it, and even human breast milk. We've all been taking it our whole life. It's time to reverse the wrongs, right the wrongs, and uh, allow this, this plant to uh, its rightful uh, position back uh, in our daily habits, especially our daily eating habits. Um, you know, like I've said many times, I envision the day where we've had the kale rush, we've had the celery rush, the juicing, and soon we'll have the raw hemp rush where people will just add that into their daily juice. And as Dr. William Courtney has said on this podcast numerous times, if you ate hemp slash cannabis every day, you wouldn't have to use it for its medical benefits after you're sick. Uh, it's a dietary essential. So that is one. The next bold prediction for me, um, you know, and, the, and these are the things that this was the last NOCO that we went to, is there has been a massive shift to uh, figuring out how to how to use the fiber or the inside stock part of the plant to make plastics, to make paper, to make uh, clothing, to make things that are sustainable. I mean, just think about it. if we can if we could make uh, biodegradable plastic. Um, I just saw a commercial the other day on TV, and it was talking about oil and gas. You wouldn't be able to have all the things that you have. And they're like showing shoes and all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, because in 1937, you made sure of it, oil and gas industry, by making hemp illegal because that was what you were competing against was hemp and hemp seed oil and all of the products. And so you could make all of your polyurethane uh, products that have poisoned our planet for the last 80 years. But now they're throwing it in our face in our commercial, like, don't make oil and gas isn't all bad. It's like, no, actually it is. Actually it is. And so I just thought that was hilarious. And, and that's the great news. That's the next bold prediction for 2023 is that hemp is getting a lot of attention and uh, we're working on making it a fiber, making those plastics, those textiles out of a sustainable product. And what that means is, and even Alexa knows, was sustainable means it's something that we can continue to grow that doesn't have negative effects on our planet. In fact, it has positive effects on the planet. Um, it cleans the air, cleans the soil and helps all those that consume it. And so um, that is my bold prediction for 2023. Uh, my hopeful prediction is that the FDA will finally be pressured enough by all of us and to finally give a clear pathway so we can get CBD and all the cannabinoids from hemp, uh, naturally derived cannabinoids from hemp on the shelves and people can be consuming them as, as freely and easily as vitamin C and uh, the other prediction is that uh, there's going to be a massive uh, shift into uh, using all of the other parts of this plant for health, nutrition, and textile. So those are my two bold predictions for 2023. Do you guys have any uh, opinions on those or any predictions that you wanted to toss in? Um, I'll jump in. Uh, so we talked about, you mentioned like for fuel or whatever. Uh, I was reading an article suggesting that biodiesel made from hemp may start competing with the electric cars that they're just seeing kind of a limit of cost and the technology for electric cars and talking about uh, biodiesel uh, made from hemp as being a good solution uh, for automobiles. 
And of course, plastic, there's hemp plastic already, which they're smothering the ocean and the ocean animals. Absolutely. And there are 50,000 uses, according to Jack Herrera. And uh, the emperor wears no clothes. He might have said 25. But uh, I know the last number I heard was 50,000 uses. And so this plant, it, as I like to refer to it as the green buffalo, there's, you can use every part of it for so many different ways, whether it's batteries, plastics, paper, fuel, um, shelter. I mean, hempcrete is a big thing, too. And, in, you know, as Doug Fine, who's been on the show as well, has said that, look, we're in the bottom of the ninth with two outs, you know, uh, and we're behind three. And the bases are still loaded. But we got two strikes, two outs, bases are loaded, and we're down three. So there's still a chance that we can still save this planet and all of us that live on it, but we have to make drastic actions. We can't continue to use uh, this planet as a toilet and, and take everything from it and flush all the bad stuff back into it um, because eventually um, that <laughs> you're, we're not going it's, to... It's, you want to live sustainable and make sustainable choices so you can have a sustainable habitat to where you live. And so when you make those choices, and, and I've seen it like, you know, Nike and Patagonia and other companies are making hemp-based products, shoes, clothing. And I believe there's going to be a movement. Um, and, it, you know, just like there was the organic movement, you know, 20 years ago, it was impossible to get organic. Now organic's everywhere um, because it's a conscious movement. And I believe there will be a conscious movement. Hopefully, let's just throw it in for 2023 where people... It's, it becomes cool and trendy and hip to buy things, as it is already. A lot of the youngsters and the hipsters, they like to go, you know, shopping at, um, you know, the Sal Salvation Army or the Goodwill and, and, and buy clothes that were, you know, used before and, and make them into outfits and things like that. But I see that as what people are going to be buying products that are made sustainably, whether it's shoes or socks like I wear that are made for him. And here, let me tell you something. Like, number one, it's great for the planet. If you've ever, I, I challenge you, um, uh, Kind Hemp Co. is the name of the company that I buy my socks from. I bought them from a couple places, but they're a great, great, great couple. I met at NoCo, Kind Hemp Co. And they have hemp-based socks. And let me tell you something. Like, I've, I've, um, I'm an athlete and I've worn, you know, you know, football and baseball and all that stuff. And so if you, like, your socks can... Can number one, they can, especially when you're an athlete, you know, they can stink and sweat real bad, and you can like ruin a pair of shoes before you know it. Like these hemp socks, they're so much more breathable. There's, there's no chemicals and garbage that soak in directly through your feet that absorb right into your bloodstream. So, number one, they don't stink. Like you could wear the same pair of socks for three or four days. Not saying that I've done that, but uh, we just got back from a camping trip. But, uh, so number one, it, 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 your feet breathe better. There's no chemicals. They don't stink. And, that, and they're great for the planet. And, and you're supporting a, a great uh, company uh, as well. And so, again, they're, uh, try some of these products for yourself. Like I, when I have a chance to reach for, for, for you know, either 100% organic cotton socks or hemp socks, uh, I'll always go for the hemp socks um, because they work so well. So there's three bold predictions going at you. Any Anything uh, got your fancy there, Dan, or any predictions you want to throw in? Uh, maybe on the cannabis side, because I know a few more states uh, decided to make cannabis legal. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, federal legalization. Yeah, let me, I'm, I'm going to just work my way slightly backwards. We came into this year on the, I think, industry-wide, 
kind of feeling the the after effects of of all the macro events that are going on throughout the world, whether it was the economy, interest rates rising, what's going on in the Ukraine, and it it it, it really slowed down the flow of capital into the industry, which has had a really drastic effect on a lot of companies and it's and it's stifled the growth of a lot of companies that were really driving the industry the engine that was driving the industry and so th- throughout the spring and summer uh, it, was, it, was, it was it was there was a lot of pessimism and in, in we were in need of some positive some positive news some something to spark the excitement again not just for the the public cannabis companies, but also for the private cannabis companies, because their their valuations had been plummeting. And well, we got some great news when President Biden pardoned all federal cannabis criminals uh, for pres- criminals in federal government, federal jails that were uh, in there because of possession of marijuana. He pardoned all the criminals. In addition to that, he also encouraged all the states to pardon their criminals and get them out of jail because it just doesn't make any sense that there are so many people that are in jail for doing exactly what a lot of people right now are doing and making a lot of money in. So I think it just didn't make any sense and it was really a nice move and it sent a right message across across the uh, industry into the financial sectors that hey these things this this industry is still here we're very vibrant and we need that little jolt in the arm or shot in the arm. That came at, at election day. We got two more two more states uh, passed the recreational bills, Maryland and Missouri. So those are now it's anyone in those states can will be able to purchase cannabis or marijuana, and um, which was a real positive message to the world. Again, we have a lot, there are quite a few more states, so there's the industry is it's never going to be smaller than it is today. So it's continued to grow, and then just recently. The both houses of, of of Congress passed the first marijuana bill or cannabis bill that's ever been passed. It was a a, a bill that was has to do with research. And I forgive me, I because of, because of Thanksgiving, I'm not positive if President Biden has signed that bill as into law yet. But it's just a matter of time. But that is a historic moment that a, that a cannabis bill went was passed by both houses of of Congress and uh, signed by the presidents. And so that'll encourage more research because the the corundum was always, well, we can't do anything because there's no research, but we can't do any research because it's illegal. And so you're always kind of in this catch 22. Now we're beyond that. So that's, so so those three positive things, and here comes my prediction for 2022, 20 slash 2023 is, and I, I hope I'm right on this one. I think, the Safe Banking Act will pass in the lame duck session of Congress. It's it's all teed up. Every it's all ready to go. We just need to get it through the Senate. And I just feel like the the stars are all lining up, and it may just sneak through. And that would have a huge impact on the entire industry, the, the CBD companies and the cannabis companies. If we could get that Safe Banking Act passed, that would be. A real momentum shifter, and I think that will, you, you know, we'll be off to the races. So that's my prediction for 2020, 2022, 2020, 2023. Love it, love it. Well, you know, anything we can get, and research has been great, and 
Um, we we have a, there's a book called Cannabis Health Index C H I, which uh, is I hope they've come out with some newer editions, but uh, it lists all the research around the world that uh, has been done because so much of the research is from other countries because like you said, uh, cannabis has been scheduled on a Schedule One. Um, um, you know, schedule basically saying it has no medical benefits. Uh, it's right up there with uh, heroin and cocaine and LSD. And, uh, and so that we, when the farm bill was passed of 2014, it said that we could do pilot programs to see if there was a market for hemp derived CBD. Of course, that was a raving success and that's when uh 2018 they passed the farm bill which made it completely clear which descheduled the uh hemp derived cbd and cannabinoids less than 0.3 percent thc uh descheduled it so we could start the research and start to sell it in the way that we do now this brings me to a very interesting uh point and um, we're talking about the schedule now here's the thing um, you always need to pay attention to the details, right? The devil's in the details. And Biden, President Biden, has been on record that he is uh, he has wavered quite a bit on the uh, cannabis marijuana issue. Um, and uh, but it was great to see that he did pass that first bill, uh, you know, talking about, uh, you know, uh, pardons and all of that good stuff. Um, but here's the thing. He's on the record that well, he thinks should happen is that we should de, uh, reschedule, reschedule cannabis as a Schedule 2. Now, that might sound like, oh, well, that's progress, right? We're moving down the scale where Schedule 2 says there's some medical benefits, but it can only be um, FDA approved. It can only be in the control of Big Pharma. So I think if you've listened to this episode before, or if you just trust your instincts, of what big pharma represents and what they've done in the past, that would be worse than where it is. So again, if that comes to light and it comes to your hands and you're sitting around the dinner table or sitting around the water cooler and someone says, you know, well, that's good news. They're going to de- reschedule, uh, you know, marijuana or med- medical marijuana or cannabis, whatever you want to say, anything with more than 0.3 THC, which is a psychoactive part of the plant when you heat it then that's a good thing. Actually, it's a bad thing. My opinion, which in this particular case, I'm right, so it's not really an opinion. Uh, it is what would happen is that Big Pharma and the FDA would control the cannabinoids, which is what they've always wanted. So, um, and, and that's part of the reason why the FDA, as my mom alluded to, uh, has not approved a lot of the submissions that we've sent to the FDA because of Epidiolex, which was made by GW Pharma, which is an isolated version that actually comes from marijuana, believe it or not, um, where they isolate CBD and add a bunch of other fillers and garbage that makes it uh, a 39% effective uh, um, treatment for children with epilepsy that costs $32,500 a year. But because the FDA has, was allowed CBD uh, to be out there in a pharmaceutical drug that was approved by them, they, their, their little fat cats sat around lawyers and they said, well, we can just use that as an excuse why we won't approve anything for FDA approval for, for hemp-derived CBD companies because we already approved it for a pharmaceutical company. Therefore, that just supersedes everything else and we could never approve it for anything else. So that's one of the stances that they're taking, which is not, 
uh, is not going to hold water uh, again because the, the these we're talking about a pharmaceutical we're talking about natural supplements and we're talking about food there's a lot to unpack <laughs> there's a lot that we covered in there uh, we hope that we gave you some information some food for thought some insights as to where we've come these last few years and where we're going in the coming years and any final thoughts from you two before we wrap up? Um, I'll be glad to jump in. So one of the things I do, as people know, is I do these quotations at askjanet.org. And I continue to see other neurological diseases like MS and seizures. And then people with all these unhealthy ways are trying to meet their needs to get some sleep or to deal with anxiety or deal with pain. And the huge number of people who are addicted to drugs and some of, as we know, some of the painkillers out there now are incredibly addictive and a lot of people are dying from them, like fentanyl. Quick side note, I saw the other day, they're going to try to create a vaccine to prevent death from fentanyl. <laughs> just stop giving them fentanyl. But anyway, so I think as a country, we just had a crossroads. We're just literally killing our people uh, with the bad drugs and the bad approaches that we are offering or the lack of solution. Like, what's a solution for autism? What's a solution for Alzheimer's? So with the billions of dollars they're spending on research and government funded and FDA funded, uh, we don't have much to show for it. And I just talked to so many people are just desperate and pleading for some kind of help. And so I get really, really frustrated when people don't talk about we need to protect hemp ant and teach people the difference between buying it at some tobacco shop versus looking into the real most potent one, which is the raw CBDA and respecting the plant and using that. And so I'm just really, really frustrated that I don't think enough uh, attention is being played to the health benefits and the millions of people who are getting health benefits. And so that's why sometimes I think the whole legalization of marijuana kind of sidetracks people. Marijuana is definitely a sexier, more exciting product to be talking about. And so again, too, uh, and there's a lot of research on hemp. They could never, ever say that it's a lack of research. There was a ton of research on hemp and especially the raw CBDA, uh, like thousands and 20, 30,000 articles a year are coming out now. And so my frustration with the present, which I'm hoping is going to change in the future, is again, to making it clear through the FDA, which and the pharmaceutical industry, they're like twins, that raw hemp CBDA is legal and you can talk about it and like on our website we can't even put that customers writing down oh i took it and i got rid of this or it helped me with that we can't even use testimonials anymore as they're trying to shut down uh, the use of the cbda because it's effective and they don't need their all the drugs and things and plus people are getting better so my frustration is we have not made much progress at all and the health benefits of the hemp cbda which are massive and so I'm more praying that there'll be a solution in 2023, but trying to at least find some way to maintain what we have now in terms of still being able to use it and, and sell it. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, there's a lot. This is the Miracle Plant Podcast, so miracles happen here. And uh, we've had some amazing uh, stories and uh, just amazing, um, you know, successes. And, 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 and to be quite candid, we've also had some sad stories that we've lost some people who are in the fight, you know, whether it's with cancer or children's cancer and people are out there fighting and, and we see it. 
And uh, we've seen miracles with cancer, and we've seen people that have gotten, um, that have come to us or have been allowed to come to us or try CBD uh, because they are doctors who've tried everything else they possibly could. And they said, well, maybe now's a good time to try CBD. Whereas if they were incorporating uh, whole plant cannabis, uh, especially in the raw form, eating it, juicing it like kale, uh, they, they, there might have been a different outcome. Because again, people, even doctors, even doctors in this space, they don't really understand it. It's so new. I mean, people like Dr. William Courtney understand it. People like Dr. Raphael Mishulam understand it. You know, and, and people like Dr. Ethan Russo understand it, right? It's the whole plant. It's the entourage effect. It's the whole plant. You keep the plant raw, it's up to a thousand times more potent, more bioavailable. You give all these people that are trying to get fancy with marketing spin and buzz and separation and all those kinds of things and talking about, you know, nanotechnology and all this kind of crap. At the end of the day, the plant and us, we have been on this planet together, coexisting, uh, helping each other for 30,000 years. And we've been on the same planet for, you know, arguably, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, and we've developed together. And there, there is a, a connection between us. Uh, and it, the, the, the closer that you keep the connection, just like if you were a deer or a, a gorilla and you or a, a panda bear, and you were just eating the stalks and eating the flowers and the leaves of this miracle plant, that's when its full potential is unlocked. And uh, again, food and diet is the number one uh, controllable thing that you can do to improve your health. And these, what we're considering this raw hemp plant, raw cannabis plant, is a supplement. It's a food. It's a food and supplement that you should be incorporating into your diet. Like Dr. William Courtney said, if you ate it every day, if it was a dietary essential, then you wouldn't have to use it as a medicine, nor get sick, nor have all the crazy diseases that we have now that they can prescribe uh, medicine for. So again, those are our bold predictions for 2023. Um, just so happy that uh, we've made it through another year here at the Miracle Podcast. And uh, we've got some exciting guests lined up. We've got some more doctors coming on. Uh, I know I've talked about Chris B. Cancer. Uh, I'd love to have him on again or have him on for the first time. So we're going to bring some more fun guests. I'm going to have some more exciting uh, entrepreneurial journeys and, and marketing things because remember that's what's been so hard if if we could just sell our product like tomato juice or apples or or any of the other th millions hundreds of millions of dollars worth of things that were bought billions of dollars worth of things that were bought uh, over this black friday weekend then our companies could grow faster but again there's a chilling effect from the fda that is not allowing us to do like regular ads and paid ads which is why we're on the podcast with with dan um doing creative out-of-the-box things um, where there is freedom of speech um, because there basically uh, isn't on the internet um, for a few things but certainly for health supplements <laughs> but and we all know why that is because if someone can buy a product for $70 a month that solves or helps with pain stress and sleep whereas they make trillions of dollars that they being big pharma they certainly don't want to compete with that because there seems to be a little bit more they charge a little bit more than 70 bucks a month last time I checked. So these are our bold predictions for 2023. The Miracle Plant, our mission is to reach 1 billion people by video seeds, products, whatever it is, just to educate and, and raise consciousness about this Miracle Plant so people know that there's another way, there's an authentic way, there's a natural way for all of your health needs. And once you unlock Pandora's box by trying the product, by trying the plant the way it was supposed to be consumed, you could start to take back control of your health and work on that food, exercise, mindfulness, 
sleep and hydration, those five pillars of health. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world because that is the mission here at the Miracle Plan Podcast. Thank you everyone for joining us and we will see you next week around Clubhouse, around Saturday. We might be changing our time, so stay tuned. We might let you know when next time we go live. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world, guys. Ready? One, two, three. Heal the world! All right. Thanks for swinging by, everybody. We'll see you next time on the Miracle Plan Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.